had so much to talk about from Saturday's Breeders' Cup races that we put races 8 through 12, the classic, into the next podcast. Stay tuned. The last race was the beginning of my sadness that just <laughs> played out yeah, throughout uh, the evening. You know, race eight was sad too. So let's let's move into it. Weed, you want to describe this one? Yeah, this was a two million dollar. It was a sprint. Um, let's see, six furlongs on the dirt. So we had following C Jackie's Warrior, uh, CZ Rocket, Matera Sky, Aloha West, Forensi Fire, Lexingtonian. And um, let's see, special, special reserve. reserve. Yeah, it's, yeah, special reserve race. Wait, did Matera mm-hmm. Sky? Yep. I yep. S- sorry, I want to make sure I'm not misspeaking. And then uh, Dr. Scheibel, who I love and have won with. And Dr. Scheibel has like killed it, like has won nonstop, like crazy amounts of winning, had Flavian Pratt on him. You know, I'm thinking, and, okay. And is a violence kid. And, and violence. A, a kid yeah. of violence, yes. And Jackie Warrior, Jackie's Warrior, I have heard nothing but awesomeness about her, or I'm sorry, him. So I was like, okay, Jackie's Warrior, Dr. Scheibel, you know, and then I had heard um, Andrew uh, Bayer or Bayer um, say, don't discount Aloha West. But I made the mistake of not listening to the guy who actually creates the speed ratings. I know and she and she told me about it. She's like, "Yeah, that was interesting because Andy Byer was being interviewed, and he said, you know, don't rule out Aloha West.'" And I'm like, mm, "That's interesting." And then, yeah, I, I did nothing yeah, with that then, information either. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah. So Aloha West won, and I was very upset with myself, obviously. Well, and, and to be and to be fair, the way uh, the way the wind came down. <clears throat> and I want to mention Friends of Fire, who was in this race, is a horse we had highlighted earlier in our uh, racing tour of the summer. Oh, yes. For savaging yes, another savaging. horse that had like, been biting the bridle of another horse Which while they were awesome, racing the at top speed. <laughs> yeah. Like a crazy ass horse. So, really interesting. So, it was nice to get to see them run again. But Dr. Scheivel, who we loved, ran a great race. And this was one of those photo finishes, serious photo finish. Aloha West came up on the outside Ugh. right near the end. But Dr. Scheivel, literally, when we say by a nose, oh, that's the hurts. photograph. We're like, if Dr. Scheivel's neck had been slightly stretched, because re- really, until we had looked at it a few times, I wasn't even sure. Uh-huh. I was like, I think he got it. I think Dr. Scheivel won. And then they kept replaying it. They had to do the inquiry. And then they gave it to Aloha West. Oh, sadness. And that it blew up. Sucked. Yeah. And, and I mean, up. it was right. I mean, it looked right. It looked like he was out in front. But Jackie's oh. Warrior sucked it. Number six, sixth place. Really? That sucked. Um, I oh, didn't it expect. Looked, it looked right. It looked right. But it blew up. I actually yeah. had a live pick number... Yeah, I, I had a too. live pick number race that that hit the shitter with Dr. Scheibel. Yeah, it just blew out. It, it just blew. So hard. I know. Yeah. I was living for a moment. I had life, and then it was dead. Then, yeah. then, and the thing that um, if you haven't placed these bets, you might not know. Like if you place them electronically, for example, until the last race runs, those races uh, or those bet tickets that show all of your picked races. 
they show in your active column. They're showing as active bets until the final race is run, even though you know that they're dead. You're looking at zombies. It's like seeing your dog turn, in, turn into Cujo. So you see these betting tickets in your active slip and you're like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. All of you walking dead all and dead you're to trying me. to tear my face off. It's, 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 it, there's, a real, there's a real sadness. And Dr. Shiloh oh. ran a hell of a race. And then here comes Aloha West. Zip. Yeah, oh. yeah, that sucked. Yeah, that was just really disappointing. And plus it was like, like Aloha West had won, like had run a lot of races, like like optional claimers and whatnot. I mean, like was not running. I mean, that wasn't the thing. running Aloha- the caliber of race that this really was. Like no running, uh, had only one like or had run one stakes race. Yeah, the Phoenix this, uh, and G2. Didn't, and didn't even win that. They placed. So came why would second, I think? In fact, came in second behind Special Reserve, who yeah. was in this race. And that was the only stakes race. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There's one more stakes race, but an ungraded stakes race. And the rest of them were optional claimers and allowance races and then a maiden race. So the quality of race was not you know, tremendous It was here. not telling. You know, obviously we had superpower no. under here, but... How would we know? How would we know? Obviously. The only way you would know know is if you watched. So I didn't watch. Perhaps Andy Beyer did watch and went, ooh, this horse has got more in the tank. Because sometimes you look at a horse and you can see they're at their last gasp. They're winning, but you can see they have nothing left. And sometimes you see them win handily and go, they had tons left. Yeah. And they could have won by a lot more. Like they're so good, they're in the wrong company. I know. Yeah, so like Aloha this, West uh, won oof. fair and square, but it really yes. hurt because Dr. Scheibel's a killer. I mean, the last time Dr. Scheibel raced, the uh, Flavian Pratt's, um, his reins broke and he couldn't even control the horse. He was hanging on to his mane. And Dr. Scheibel was such a pro. He just handled it. He's won. They still won. And 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 he couldn't even be, you know, guided by the jockey. And he still won because, yeah, yeah, he's he's a pro pro. and he knows what to do. So that's why I was like really sure. So never be really sure in horse racing. I know. It's so true. So let's move on to race nine. Um, I'm going to explain. In race nine, Queen Supreme was a scratch. You might say, Queen Supreme, didn't you mention that name as a crappy horse in the last race <laughs> with going to Vegas? Well, yes, I did, because Queen Supreme managed to qualify in two races. And at the time they were printing the program materials, hadn't decided which one they were running. So Queen Supreme shows up in your program in the Breeders' Cup mile, and then also the Phillies and Mare uh, turf that she ran with going to Vegas. So anyway, this is the Breeders' Cup mile. This is one mile on turf. And again, we've got tons of shippers from overseas. Yep. Horses, we have Master, no one knows. Master of the Seas from Ireland, Smooth Like Straight. Space Blues from Ireland, Raging Bull from France, uh, Van de Garde, a Japanese horse. Sometimes these Japanese horses have French names, and then there are people who name their French horses with Japanese names. It makes it very confusing. Mo Forza. We have In Love from Brazil. So that was nice to see a Brazilian horse. Mother Earth from Ireland. Blowout from Great Britain. Got Stormy. Pearls Galore from France. Casa Creed. 
Ivar, also from Brazil, and Real Appeal from Germany. And then the last horse listed was Queen Supreme, who did not run. Also, uh, Hit the Road, I didn't announce because Hit the Road scratched and did not run this race either. So let's talk about the results, uh, dear Weege. Um, I actually won this race, believe it or not. I bet on Space Blues. Um, I don't know why, but there was just something about the horse that worked for me. So I went with it despite, you know, I, I, it looked like it had done enough winning for my liking. So that was about it. It didn't, you know, you never had that much. Um, one thing I want to mention too is, you know, Andy, um, Andy Beyer is the, he's the true speed king. He's like the guy who comes up with the Bayer or Bayer speed figures. So you see those on the racing forums. I mean, he's the guy, he's the guy who does all the number crunching. He invented invented the speed rating that we all look at and use. And he is annoyed with the amount of turf races. (laughs) That was so great when you told me that. It was so great because honestly, I thought that maybe there was something wrong with me that I was getting so annoyed with these turf races. And even though I'm, I, I tried to stay optimistic and just keep working at it. Like I'm just, I'm going to get it. And I just have to learn how these work and I just have to keep trying. And when I heard him get irritated, I was like, thank God. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's been nothing but an explosion of turf races and we're pretty new. So we didn't know that at first, but then it's just turfy McTurferson all the time. The turfiness. And so many added turf races. And then to make them very international, we had more turf races. And then they added an all turf pick four where you were going to, instead of betting um, races in a row, you're going to bet like five, seven, nine, eleven 11, because they were all turf races. So that was kind of crazy. But yeah, you have a turf. This- and then you also have 57 horses in the race because they I make know- the field so huge. Yeah, which makes it, again, hard to to handicap. And the other thing to mention, which Andrew Beyer mentioned, I know because we told me, she's like, I'm very fortunate because when she keeps track of this stuff, she actually downloads the information to me. So then I, so then I learn and grow as a person. So anyway, <laughs> she, she, but she mentioned that because we've been noticing it too, the information that you get from the international racing is different. And so you can't compare apples to apples because you're not getting all the same metrics and they're not presented in the same way. So when you're trying to handicap a race and here you have all these horses that sort of got their way in here in U.S. races, you can look at and compare the information And then sometimes we're looking at these European horses or from elsewhere, the information is quite incomplete or you don't know the quality of the race. I'm like, this Brazilian race, is this a good race? Is this not a good, like I, I, it just gets very hard because there's so much more information to get your arms around Mm -hmm. and it's presented in a very different style in terms of, you know, what they give you and the, and the, the format of it so that you, it just it it just makes it more complex. But I will say I picked smooth like straight. Hey, um, which was just it was one of those little sort of off picks because uh, in the program here it was ten to one. It had sort of longer odds, but I thought it looked better than its odds represented, which is you know really the. That's the whole thing of the long shot show. So anyway, but I bet I bet smooth like straight, and I did um, 
win a bit on it, which was, you know, hey, that Smith was nice. Like Straight was out in front most of the time. It was, yeah. it was actually very... But, you know, Smooth Like Straight likes to come in second, and that's what it did. It just did its and thing. And it did. <laughs> yeah, because, it's, because it's come in second so many times, and sometimes horses have, you know, just like we talked about the psychology of going to Vegas, who doesn't like horses around her, Smooth Like Straight seems to like to come in second. And there's another horse, keep me in mind, thank you, that <laughs> likes to come in second. We're number two. And if they really like to come in second, they will yield to mm-hmm. another horse when yep. they're pressed. They call and him so, a hanger. And I ca- that's I call him a Klingon, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that but that the Dingleberry horses will do that. And so exactly. so I, you know, Smooth Lake Straight looked that way to me. So so that's what I was so that's what I was saying. So anyway, um Oh Mo Forza taking a smoke oh. break. I was so hopeful. Uncle Mo kid, of course. I'm like, okay, here we go. That's the big disappointment because Mo was, Forza, a lot of people pick that horse. I pick that horse. You pick that horse. Mo Forza Uncle did nothing Mo but Kid, win. Oh, and looked great, like had a great record. We were all picking. Mo Forza came in last, okay? Last. Yeah, like that doesn't even make sense when you consider, I mean, it beat smooth like straight how a couple does it times. Come, yeah, how does it come in last in such a huge field? I would expect it at least, if it's not running well, to be in the top four or five. Right, right. But no. dead last, that, I was that like, that just sucked. Yeah, really? Yeah, that, that was that, sucked. It sucked, and blew. it was really unexpected. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, that blew. So now let's move on because this. Ooh, this podcast is so long. I might have to split it up into two pieces. It's yeah. huge, and there's so, and they did five Breeders' Cup races on Friday, and then they did nine Breeders' Cup races on Saturday. So we had even more races to talk about. So um, Breeders' Cup race number ten is the Breeders' Cup Distaff, and again we were running with um, a large bunch of horses. And I have to say, my heart got a little bit broken in this one. Yeah. Because now I will say I also won. So it's a little bit confusing. A little bittersweet. In this one, Marsh Lorraine, again, French name, it's a Japanese horse. It's another Japanese horse with a French name. Okay. So, and there's a French horse named Harajuku. I, it's so, it drives me crazy. So anyway, Marsh Lorraine, the Japanese horse won and was such a long shot going into this race that the win, the $2 win paid over a hundred dollars. Yeah. It was the 30 to one. Yeah. 31. So this is what I mean that the J- Japan broke. They broke into the world championships big time this race because nobody had a clue of how good this horse was. And it's a little harder too, because again, we're dealing with foreign racing figures and it's a little different. The information doesn't feel quite as ample. So this race went off at a mile and an eighth. We've got private mission, Royal flag, Malathat, which I know is a name you've heard before. If you were following racing this season, blue stripe from Argentina, Clarier, another name you will have heard. If you were following racing this season, Latruska, horologist. She dares the devil. This is the one who broke my heart. I really expected more from she dares the devil. I like this horse. What can I say? As time goes by, Marsh Lorraine, 
uh, from Japan and Dunbar Road. So that was the field taking off a field of 11, which is, you know, pretty ample. And the finish order comes in Marsh Lorraine. Nobody expects. Nope. But, but I had done so much losing that I had picked her as one of my long shot shows. Ah. That's how, that's how I won. Queen of the show. Queen of the show bet. And I bet her as, a, as one of my long shot shows. And yeah, I got paid on her, but my winning bets, my she dares the devil didn't show up at all. I didn't have Dunbar Road. I did have Malathat in there somewhere, but I don't oh, think I had Malathat third. That sucked because that was a I pick like three. Clarier, and I had Clarier higher up in the in the finish order. I I thought Clarier might show up in the money. Yeah, that this was my the first leg of my pick three that never oh. even hatched. Oh no, <laughs> it just stayed in the egg, all sad. But yeah, I had Malathat and Latruska. Latruska second to last, number ten. I am so disappointed. I thought she would do better than that. And I, she and she was a fa- she was a favorite. So when we talk about the upsets, it's not even just when the long shot wins or like Aloha West or Marsh Lorraine won or Loves Only You. No, it's she got dethroned. The, it's that the favorites came in so far down the list. Mo Forza down at the bottom, Latruska down at the bottom, that we were seeing really quality horses finish super late in the order. And and that's what felt so confusing and shocking about it. So She Dares the Devil came in, let's see, one, two, three, came in six. Six, yeah. That was it not good. It sucked because it was like, you know, you need upsets and you need the game to be exciting. Yeah, but, it was exciting. But also, like, you know, <laughs> if you form an attachment or if you, you know, you go, well, this horse has really been hauling ass. Like, I'm going to get something going. I, I think I'm going to get in on that train. And then it just blows out like Latruska. And people were saying, I don't think she can maintain. People kept saying it, but I'm like, I don't know. She's done a lot of winning. A lot of winning here. I don't know. She was, the people that we were watching, because we do, um, you know, check in on some other handicappers who we like, just, you know, sort of see what they're thinking, what their thoughts are. And Latruska, very, you know, very popular choice for this race. And Malathat on the program was four to one. That was the morning line for Malathat. So looking, looking strong. Um, you know, Malathat at least came in in the money. Yeah, but exactly. still but didn't help not, me and my pick. No, and, but Dunbar Road, morning line on yeah. Dunbar Road was 15 to one. Who knew anything about Dunbar Road? Like nothing. nothing. Now Dunbar Road is a Chad Brown horse. So yeah, Latruska whipped him a bunch of times. Royal Flag whipped him. She dares the I devil. Know. Like there's no reason. Yeah, there's no reason. Just whipped him. Royal Flag. So in this, yeah. So she dares the devil. Royal Flag, Horologist, and Latruska. Four of the horses in this race had whipped Dunbar Road, and Horologist and Latruska had had whipped him multiple times. Actually, Royal Flag whipped him multiple times. So what what were we supposed to think? Right. Like Dunbar Road, Dunbar Road came in it didn't third even, yeah. in a couple races and then second behind Latruskin won. But we have like, we don't even have a single like win after the maiden, right? Yeah. It's like, what the freak? So yeah, there was no reason to be looking out for Dunbar Road and it came in second behind Marsh Lorraine and, uh, yeah, the Japanese horses came to party this time. They sure did. They did. They came armed and ready. So, yeah. They, they really were. So now we will go to the Breeders' Cup turf. And this is the Longines. 
Longines Breeders' Cup turf. So, um, okay. So we're dealing with a bunch of these horses scratched, scratches that broke people's heart. Domestic spending, who was a lot of people's favorite uh, from Great Britain, scratched out of this race. Flavian Pratt was going to be riding. Chad Brown uh, was the trainer. And domestic spending was on a lot of people's radar screens and did not run. United also did not run. Friars Road at the end did not run. Mogul from Great Britain did not run. I think uh, probably Friars Road and Mogul people didn't care that much about. But let's go through these. Another turf race, which is huge, huge field, $4 million purse. We had Rock Emperor, Astronaut, Trebevan from France. Oh, Rock Emperor, I should say, is from Ireland. We've seen him before because he's won, but he's from Ireland. We had Acclimate, Walton Street from Great Britain, Broom from Ireland, Sisfahan from France, Ebeer from Great Britain, who we've also seen earlier in the season, Gufo, Tiona from Ireland, Tarnawa from Ireland, so an Irish horse with a Japanese name, Japan, which is the name of a horse from Great Britain, Britain, just to make sure you never know what you're doing. Bolshoi Ballet, which is, of course, the Russian ballet from Ireland. But we've seen Bolshoi Ballet earlier in the season racing. So Dead knew, to me. Right. So we knew a little bit about Bolshoi Ballet. And then we had Channel Maker, um, who we've seen in the season. So... Oh my God. Weege, the exhaustion that we were getting to is similar to the exhaustion we're having now. We are going to cut this into two because we're almost at an hour oh talking God. about the Saturday yeah, races. I don't even want to hear myself <laughs> talk about it anymore. It's just so sad. But we have two more races to go. Oh and my these God. are the big races. So I promise I'm going to cut this into pieces. But so, yeah, Saturday is going to have to be in two chunks. But Rock Emperor, okay, is- not even, I don't even want to talk. Like, can you oh. just tell us what happened in the race? Can you please just tell us who won and tell us what you thought about it? Yeah, Ebeer won. And I got to be honest with you, I was kind of feeling Ebeer. Of course, I had some weird play going on that just did not help me at all. But I can see, you know, I have I have Ebeer, I have Broom circled. I don't know what I was doing, but stuff did not go right. Yeah, but, I had circled Ebeer and Broom as well. Yeah. And it was one of those weird things where I had Ebeer in a combo platter. Right. I had him in a combo platter that blew up because Tiona was going to blow that up and Broom blew that up for me. Yeah. But I didn't bet Ibir to win, even though I thought Ibir and Gufo were my top two chances to win. But I think I just bet Ibir and Gufo in an exacta. I did that thing that you're not supposed to do, which is right. only bet the combo platter and forget to bet the win. You know what I did? I think I bet like a superfecta or something. I was trying to get things in some specific that was order. Yeah, that was stupid. And it didn't work. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> and then I put a bet on astronaut. I don't even know why. What the hell's the matter? I think I was just exhausted at that point. I'm like, you get <laughs> just a dollar. Rosy. You get a dollar. <laughs> hey, look, you know, when we're willing to bet on Snapper Sinclair, we're willing to bet on astronaut. Yeah, that was just throwing money around like the like an yeah. idiot. It wasn't even but, like a baller. It was just like stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah, Snapper so, gave me some pleasure. So what am I going to tell you? So that was race 11. And it was um, it was a decent race. It was run reasonably well, but 
it didn't profit me at all. I think Gufo came back a lot further back in the order than I thought because Gufo was in the bottom five. And I really expected, given that we had 16 horses, it would be more like in the top five than the bottom five. Uh-huh. And Rock Emperor, who we've seen look really good, um, you know, who who won the um, shoot. It was another G1 race. Rock Emperor came first. Oh, that was yeah, the, the recent one. Second. I can't remember that stakes yeah, race. Yeah, Save the on. King or Serve the King. And then Gufo. I, can, yeah, I can't to, even remember anymore. I think it, it was the Turf It was the turf Classic. It was the Turf Classic at Belmont. Okay. So, Anyway, but Rock Emperor looked really good in that. So that sort of led me to want to bet it. And no, nothing good happened. And it's just so dang turfy. And honestly, by this point, we were like, can we please see a race on the dirt the way God intended? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and can we get to the classic and stop screwing around? Right. Like, let's just get to the big dang $6 million purse race Race with number good twelve horses. with the, I mean, and frankly, we'd seen a lot of good horses, but right. with the, but with the superstars that we had all come to see, and to see the matchups that we were waiting for. Right. So, Weed, you want to go through the, go through the field? Yes, we had Tripoli Express Train, Hot Rod Charlie, Essential Quality, Nick's Go, Art Collector, Stiletto Boy, Medina Spirit, and Max Player. Now, I can say without reservation. Tripoli looked like it deserved to be there, but really didn't do much. Express, and Express Train oh, scratched. scratched. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Express Train scratched. So um, really kind of the way things played out, Nick's Go won. And Nick's Go is a killer. He's a, a killer. He's like a double super speed ball. Like he, <laughs> he is so freaking fast. So he just did what he does. And it was what people predicted. He went out front, and if you let him out front, he was gonna win. And they let him out front, and he won. Now, when and, I and yeah, we ex- I mean, I expected Essential Quality and Hot Rod Charlie to do better. I thought Hot Rod Charlie had um, the speed to try to keep up yeah. with him, but I felt like, and I think other people felt like, Nick's go didn't get enough challenge out of the gate and you just can't let him have too much space because uh-huh. he just, he just builds up those lengths on you and then there's no catching him. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what he did here. I really wanted essential quality to win just cause I think it's essential quality is such an epic. I, yeah, horse. I wanted the battle though. That is really what I wanted. I wanted Nick's go essential quality and hot rod Charlie to just go at to it. Fi- yeah. I really wanted them to fight it out because they have such different styles right. and sort of characters as horses. And it was going to be so exciting to see that, um, that threesome kind of fight it out. Yeah. I but- mean, I, I remember the two of us just cheering, like, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And it was like, this was just not what I was waiting for. <laughs> no, because yeah, it didn't, it, it didn't have the character of that, of that kind of race. Cause it felt like the fight was almost over before it started in some ways. And, uh, and there was a little bit of rallying, but I, it just felt like they, they couldn't, they couldn't get him. Um, and it does, bring up, as people are mentioning, uh, Life is Good, a a winning horse from the Breeders' Cup that we were talking about before. Life is Good might be fast enough to challenge Nick's go. They were running different races, obviously, but 
Mm, that could be that could Plus, be interesting in this race and this really sucked but medina spirit came in second and as usual i kind of underestimated medina spirit you know and i've won with medina spirit too i don't totally underestimate but i did not really think it would i mean it was a you know it wasn't like a close second but it was it was second but i didn't it expect, was second and, it's, and it was expected. an essential quality in high rod charlie which is saying something yeah i mean this is a speed fest and i just did not and then stiletto boy came after hot rod charlie and i did not expect that either art collector i kept hearing about and he came after stiletto boy and then Tripoli and max player i didn't really expect them to do anything so they did exactly what i expected right i, mean, there I just were didn't people think they thought, even could yeah. There were people talking about Max Player, you know, and I just didn't see it. No. And Tripoli, although I'd seen Tripoli look great in another race, didn't really come through and didn't come mm -mm. through here. Um, Stiletto Boy, I have won with as my long shot show bet. So I like um, I like his ability to be a spoiler. So if you were betting the super high five with Stiletto Boy, you were doing all right. Um, I actually won on this race because I saw after the the top three, Hot Rod Charlie, Essential Quality, and Nick's Go, for me, the fourth horse in there was Medina Spirit because fast enough to compete, I able just to did compete. Not, it blew all of my super high fives, all of them. Yeah, I just it, did I, not put them in there. I got in on the Superfecta box and also a Trifecta box with him. Right. Um, and also... Uh, I managed to close out in that race a double. Hey. They were doing these weird doubles that went from one day to the other. So the double, instead of being like two races next to each other, they were creating more betting opportunities. How shocking. So they did this double where you would bet one of the Friday Future Stars races, and then it was matched up with another race on the final day. So race number one of the juvenile races was matched up with race number 12, the classic, the final race of the thing. And I did win on that double. So, you know, I, I managed to come in here. Um, and in some ways it was a great race because Nick's go was really dominating and that was cool, but I did want to see essential quality and hot rod Charlie do better. So I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah. That, that was just, yeah, that was not what I was hoping for. And you know, you wait all the time. You're waiting all of this time for this special race. And then it was just kind of like, really? All right. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, but that's all right. Whatever. And then, um, so yeah, that, that wraps up that. And it was weird, but you know, I did not win yeah. anything on that. <laughs> so that, that is wrapping up, uh, the, the Breeders' Cup. I have one more thing to mention about the Japanese horses, just cause it was mm -hmm. a topic we were going to say, um, Weege was, was texting me, you know, tweets where the Keeneland, or no, I'm sorry, the Fazic Tipton yearling sales and horse, well, general sales, not just yearling sales, but the Fazic Tipton horse sales just started because right after the Breeders' Cup, everybody's got high value or lower value. Right. So this is a time when people tend to move their horses around. Think about like the trade deadline for other sports. So uh, the Japanese, not, I don't mean just as a, you know, oh, it's just Japanese, but there are a few like large syndicates who are very busy working on developing their talent. And they have gone in and bought up some very expensive horses, including you sent me um, a mare who is in foal from Into Mischief. 
And she went for like two point something million, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was so they yep. the yeah they having having tasted success. I said it. The I'm like the smell is in their nostrils, oh. and now they are on the hunt. They're like, yeah. how many of these races can we dominate? Because those those bonuses are real. I'm I'm sure that bonus is going to be in place at the Belmont again this year. You know what? Like, I think it could be great. It could be really good for the sport. It could breathe new life. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Well, one thing that did happen is in order to make sure that the international competitors were comfortable, um, the the Breeders' Cup ran Lasix-free. They no-race-day medication, which we think is great. Mm-hmm. And that was largely to satisfy international competitors who already run on that standard. So I do think that there is a possibility that the the incoming – uh, demands from other places could create more motivation for meaningful reform, which, mm-hmm. you know, we would love to see. Right. But I just wanted to throw that in there because that's sort of the last thing we have to say about this year's Breeder Cup, uh, Breeders' Cup. We've got more to say <laughs> in future podcasts, not only about um, our visit to the Mac Daddy um, stud farm mm-hmm. in Kentucky, Spendthrift, which was epic, which we did while we were out. So we're going to talk about that. And also, Weege has uncovered an exciting little uh, criminal enterprise of the past related to the Breeders' Cup that we're going to talk about too, because it was just fascinating uh, to read about that. So that will be in a future podcast. But for now, oh my God, this is going to be like three episodes of Breeders' Cup. (laughs) But for now, that's all for me. Happy racing, y'all. Happy racing, (laughs) y'all.